The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast and the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Joined by your hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein. We got Dennis Tradamus. What's going on, Dennis? Hi. <laughs> unfortunately, we do not have Mike. He unfortunately is feeling under the weather as well. I think that's that I think that's two two thirds of our podcast that has caught COVID at one point. Are you supposed to tell people that? Is that a HIPAA violation? I mean, I'm not his doctor, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure people though would understand what if yeah. if you say somebody's under the weather at this point, I think they pretty much have a good idea what the hell's going on. Exactly. The moment you say you feel sick, everyone just assumes COVID at this point. So absolutely. <laughs> so but, yeah, Mike has COVID. Not the real kind, though. The this the, latest one, the, the Omarion kind. He's he's got yeah, Mar- Omarion. He's got a runny nose, and he's making a big deal about it. So <laughs> hey, at least hopefully he keeps his taste and smell. Because for me, being over a year now with no taste and smell, I I just. Hope he keeps it. <laughs> I, I I don't think it matters to him. He's gonna find he'll find a way to get it back. We saw we saw how he was eating the 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 pizza a couple weeks ago. Oh, true. See, I mean, he would go crazy if he lost his taste after that. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Happy New Year, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yes, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Hopefully 2022 is not as shitty as 2021 was. Yes, seriously. Hopefully it brings us a lot more a lot more health, a lot more things that don't get shut down, that don't get paused, that don't get more and more people sick. So here is to a better year. And as we say that, a better year, a new year, we got our guy, one of the favorites of the pod, Kyrie Irving. He's back tonight. Steve Nash said he's coming back. He talked about how they missed out on all these people with COVID and everything like that. And so they finally bring Kyrie back for some away games. I don't know. Something might change and he might finally he might finally play home games at some point this season. It all depends, I guess, on what, what happens with COVID and everything like that. I mean, according to BovadaSportsBook.com, the Brooklyn Nets are still the favorites to win the championship at plus 260. So it just it just helps them get better. I mean, are they playing right now? Do you know? They are. This, has he gotten in yet? Uh, I don't know because we're doing this show. Oh, right. I mean, I can check the box score before. He was starting, so he, yeah. Do you want to tell the people your um, Kyrie conspiracy theory? I mean, you're more elaborate, uh, eloquent than I am, so if you want to go ahead, and then I'll just feed off of that. Well, you think I can, I can say... explain anything? I don't know. Well, it's your theory, not my theory. Yeah, so what we were talking... I honestly think that... Uh, this whole thing is a, is a this whole thing has been lining up it's been a work since day 1 i think the the nets knew they still know how injury prone kyrie is so i i me personally I, I think that they kept him off the floor knowing that this would happen they did it on purpose and i i don't there's nothing i don't think that anybody can tell me to convince me that it's going to change my mind I mean, it definitely lined up pretty well, especially now with so many people being out with COVID and teams hurting to sign people and Lance Stevenson getting signed again, Isaiah Thomas getting signed again, just because everyone needs these 10 day contracts. And my, it and definitely my, helps. And if you think about the next schedule coming up, there's a lot of road games coming up for the Nets. So 
things are looking pretty uh, interesting in terms of where this is going to go. The new mayor of New York City, uh, he kind of looks more logical on things. He wasn't going to, he was a big advocate about not shutting down schools. So it seems to me that he is more sensible in some ways. Not that I'm saying that schools should be or should be open. I'm not getting into that, but I'm saying he's more, if there was a chance that Kyrie was going to be allowed to play for a home game, now this might be the time, especially when we're talking about people getting herd immunity and, uh, that when people have natural immunity, I should say, uh, after contracting COVID, a lot of a lot of physicians and medical experts are advocating for COVID people who've had COVID to to kind of count that as is kind of a quasi vaccination. So there are some arguments now to be made, especially since he's had COVID, that he should be able to play. So it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold moving ahead. Yeah, I completely agree. And as of right now, the the Nets are down at halftime, seventy three to sixty to the Pacers. Yeah, it's not and... a shock. They they they're, they're down all the time. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, I think the Sixers are down almost the same exact score to Orlando. So, you're not the only one. But Kyrie has eight points. Two rebounds, four assists, two turnovers, two steals on three of seven shooting so far. He's played 16 minutes. And that's encouraging. So, I mean, I knew he wasn't going to come out out the gates shooting as as good as Kevin Durant. But I mean, who will? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Give him some time to warm up and he'll be fine. And so as you were saying, this being the best time, we're approaching the halfway point of the season as of right now not including the game they are playing tonight the nets have played 35 games 19 of them were at home 16 of them were on the road so as of right now they have more road games remaining than they do home games and a big chunk of their road games are coming up. The ACC tournament is going into Brooklyn so that's going to eat up a lot of that time so there's a huge chunk of road games for the nets coming up so the hope probably should be that by the time the road their road uh, trip is 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 over with that possibly especially if we come out of the the curve of this latest uh uptick in covid cases if things start to settle down and things could start to get more lax there's a chance that hopefully uh, Kyrie could be back in the mix in Barclays. So we'll see. True. True. And I mean, the way that everything's been going, you never know what's going to change in the matter of like two weeks, let alone and three shit's, months shit's when shit's playoffs changed. actually starts. It shit's changing every fucking day. Who, who knows what the hell's going on? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Let's switch gears here. I don't have a smooth transition for this one because it's just we're just gonna get right into it. I mean, the word if you can't make a smooth transition off the word fuck, there's <laughs> I mean there's there's some transitions I can go with that, but not that are family friendly. Here's your transition. Fuck. Okay, next <laughs> next <All> up. <laughs> moving on. So Tobias Harris. He notoriously as we have talked on this podcast before has been i mean for tobias harris hasn't been terrible he has had a couple of the best seasons of his career but he's being paid a max contract he has one of the top 10 highest contracts in the league and last he should to be fair i mean i guess no and my argument for that is because at the time he got the contract If somebody didn't pay him a max, somebody else was going to. Oh, for sure. So you're kind of, it's not that he deserves it. I mean, okay, but at the point, if if he wasn't given a max contract by Philly, somebody else was going to give it to him. So, right. I mean, it was the perfect storm for him, too, because they couldn't re sign Butler, who they probably were trying to re sign first. And then, 
And then once that didn't happen, it was like, well, now we got to sign one of the two because they traded a bunch of their assets for both of them. They're probably better off at this point without Butler, considering he's he's on uh, Dennis Radamus's all street clothes team. (laughs) He has been quite street clothes, especially this year. I mean, the the guy, he had an ass injury. He literally (laughs) he, he missed he missed a good portion of the season. He hurt his ass. He came back, took a hard fall, and then re-aggravated his ass. Since then, he's had he just got an ankle injury. So he who mm-hmm. the fuck knows how long he's gonna be out now. So it's like that's my whole thing with the the heat. When everybody was like, All right, the heat, we got the heat, we got Lowry. For one, who the hell knows how long Lowry's gonna stay healthy? Bam has sure. been out, and I know we're not talking about the heat, but I'm just rolling with it. Bam has been out. <laughs> Uh, Deadman has been out. Uh, Hero was out for a while. Hero's out. Duncan Robinson's playing like dog shit. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's why you're not going to get that excited about the, the Miami Heat. True. Okay. No, it's true. But um, going back to Tobias. So last night, um, I was actually at the game. And the Sixers played the Houston Rockets. And for a long bit of the game, the Houston Rockets were actually like neck and neck with the Sixers. And at the half, I'm pretty sure the Rockets were up by one. And the only person, I should say the only two people that were actually playing well so far throughout that game, up until I'd say like midway through the third quarter, was Embiid and Korkmaz. Korkmaz was shit hot lately. Yeah, he has. I mean, he almost put a triple-double up against the Houston Rockets. Yeah, he's been And he had well. like 23 points. He's been playing well. And at one point, I remember turning to my friend and saying, Tobias Harris is getting a max contract, and he has six points through three quarters against one of the worst teams in the league without their two best players, Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. were suspended for that game. I mean, in Philly, you're going to hear boos because of that. And at one point, Tobias missed a wide-open layup, and that's when the boos really started coming up. And then I would say like a couple possessions later, Tobias does his, his usual you know, dribble, dribble, turn around, fade away in the post, and it goes in, people clap, and he tells them, don't fucking clap. And it's like, dude, you're you're getting mad that they booed you because you have six points against the Houston Rockets. He's... If there's anything fans are going to boo about, it's going to be that. And you know Philly fans are going to boo. We I mean, we got one true. we got one guy had a nervous breakdown because of it. So <laughs> that's true. My the only way I could describe Tobias Harris is uh, Tobias Harris is he's the Bucks or the uh, Sixers versions of Chris Middleton. True. That hit or miss type of shit. Like one day Middleton will be playing fantastic. He'll look fantastic. Then the next day he's like two for twelve from you know from the field and just playing like like complete ass. He reminds me of that kind of player. He's yeah. not, he's good. Like you're, you're glad he's on your team. He offers a lot. He's a veteran guy, blah, blah, blah. But then he's not really that dependable. Exactly. And he, especially as a number two scoring option. And even in, in this game, they didn't have Matisse still. He's still out with COVID and an injury. Uh, they didn't have, Tyrese Maxey, who was also out with an injury. And like just as a just as a comparison, Tyrese, like Korkmaz, well, Korkmaz for a little while. Tyrese Maxey, uh, even Matisse, even Shake Milton for a little while. Philly fans were cheering because they're just busting their ass, hustling, playing well, taking the shots they should be taking, running the offense they should be running. I mean, Tyrese Maxey right now, uh, according to Bavada, is plus 5,000 for most improved player of the year, and it's only his second year. So Philly fans love Tyrese Maxey. But then it's like, as I was saying, you have... I mean, I would take that bet in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too, because that's a... Like, 
in my in my mind, the only people that are like really challenging for most improved player of the year are probably like Miles Bridges and Jordan Poole. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of any that come to my head like like those guys will. And, and honestly, Maxi would be the first guy to come to my brain because Bridges. I mean, he's playing better, but he's not like it's not really a shock that he's playing well. Right. I mean, he was always been pretty solid, but he's just playing better than he was playing. Uh, Pool, mm-hmm. yeah, that came out of nowhere. But I think what's going to hurt him is eventually once Clay comes back, there's only so many shots that come around, and Wiggins has actually been playing pretty good as well too so there's uh i maxi's gonna win most approved player of the year i just i don't see anybody else beating him for that yeah i mean that's something i think i actually did put money down on it somewhere i forget it was probably on bavada <laughs> but um so yeah my, my main thing is i it's not tobias harris's fault that he's getting paid all this money and being asked to be the number two option don't start like, don't i'm not i'm not saying it's his issue to i've used like, that same argument before so you better be careful i no i know and you I'm, better I, watch I even it. Said You're... it i even said it about about ben simmons i know ben simmons didn't like he didn't come into it asking to be a school like a Kobe Bryant score. Honey, honey, you're digging yourself a hole. But what I'm what I'm saying with Tobias Harris is even if you just gave the production of last season, you wouldn't have heard any boos. Now, the other thing, I, I'm very split on this because I do also feel bad for Tobias because he talked about how uh how difficult his bout of COVID was. Like he said, he really struggled with it, lost weight from it, and like even is still feeling the effects from it. So I, I like I feel bad for the guy because obviously I don't know like those kind of effects and what exactly it's doing to him. But like, especially in Philly, fans are going to boo when a player's getting that much money and only putting up that little of production against one of the worst teams in the league. If we're playing Golden State or something, it'd be a little bit different, but it's Houston without two of their best players. So I have a, I have a fix for this. The Rockets want to get rid of Christian Wood and and Kevin Porter anyway. So why don't let's make a deal. I would love that deal. I mean that, that doing something like that. I mean, you could, you could put Porter in. You could put uh, Christian Wood. You can put in even John Wall if you wanted to take on that and what's left to him and try to get something out of it. And you get rid of Ben Simmons. You get rid of your problem. And then if whatever, I mean, if you really don't want Tobias, then figure something else out. True. I mean, hey, if if Houston wanted to take on Ben Simmons but also give up the contract of John Wall – why not throw in Tobias and then they throw in Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. if they're looking to get rid of them anyway. And right. then they can use Tobias for even more trade bait later on down the the road. Yeah, case closed. Like, I mean, I, I think the Rockets are kind of starting to smart smarten up about Christian Wood. Uh, I, I think they this might he's be been the hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it's not a surprise with him. He was hurt last season too. He missed a bunch of time with an ankle injury, and he's not he's not what what you I mean, he doesn't deserve that much. I mean, he's he's a good player, but he's just there's other players you could pick up for that and get more. I mean, Detroit was right in taking Jeremy Grant over Christian Wood. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Because that, that was one thing Detroit got a lot of flack about because Christian Wood, that was like his breakout was in Detroit. So they got a lot of flack that they decided to go with Jeremy Grant over Christian Wood. But honestly, that is the better option. Yeah, the sample size, though, for Christian Wood wasn't really that wasn't really that big to, to justify True. paying a guy that much money. True. So 
I don't know. Tobias Harris, I like Tobias Harris. I wanted him to be in Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? I mean, uh, COVID long haul uh, is getting more attention than it than it has been. Who knows how that's affecting him? It, it, is it affecting car- cardiovascular system, cognitively? Like, is all this? Who knows? I mean, so... Right. Right. The Sixers just the, the the Sixers fans just have no mercy though they don't care they just boo anybody. I know that. I mean, like there are a big portion of Philly fans in general that are just annoying to as a Philly fan. Like, I understand booing you know when somebody is playing like absolute crap or something like that, but you know there comes a point where it's like all right people need to just chill out. Like one other thing I just wanted to touch on real quick was the whole, so Kate Scott, for those who don't know, um, she replaced uh, one of Philly's longtime legendary uh, announcers for the, the TV crew. And she, she was actually made history as one of the first women to be the play by play for a professional sports team and everything. And I think she's been doing a pretty good job. She's obviously it like it's obviously a growing period because you're used to one like the guy they had before was the announcer my entire life. Like since before I was born until this season, he was the announcer. So that's all I ever knew. Having someone different is just like you got to get used to him because it's not the same guy. It's been for 27 years. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, and, and nobody likes change. Exactly. Nobody exactly. likes, especially no, when it's been that long. I mean, nobody wanted to see Marv Albert retire. Right. When when I think about Al Michaels retiring, I get sad. Whenever he's not on Sunday Night Football, I get sad. So people exactly. don't. I mean, I mean, it's just this how people are. They don't like change, but you don't have to be a scumbag about it, though. Like, okay, you might you might not like her because you don't think she's as knowledgeable or something like that, but they will be a mm-hmm. scumbag. Like exactly. she's a, she's a woman, big deal. I mean, women, women are the most, I'm going to sound corny, but women are the most beautiful things on the planet. If it wasn't for women, you know how many guys would be walking around just a complete fucking train wreck until they have oh, yeah. a woman to keep them in check. You know what I mean? So like 99% of them, right? <laughs> And the other one percent is just because they're off on their own world, right? <laughs> but like, but, yeah, the fact that when she tweeted about how she was just surprised, she wasn't surprised at getting nasty messages because I mean, people in on TV and stuff get nasty messages from anyone that doesn't agree with you ever. But she was like, it wasn't only coming from the usual like uh, old man yells at at clouds crowd it was she said it was college kids high school kids women like all these other groups of people that were giving her nasty messages in philly and i'm just like that's the part of philly that as a philly fan you're just like dude come on like no wonder we have a bad name as philly fans when you do this kind of shit i mean it's it kind of solidifies my point about how i rant and rave about the Philadelphia fan base. So this kind of, it doesn't make any, even though every city has this type of people, I mean, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is uh, Sarah Kustak, but she, Mm -hmm. I, my favorite, I love her and I and Eagle together. I love her and Ryan Rucco together. I just, she's phenomenal. Doris Burke is probably one of the most respected women that, that is 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 in basketball so like exactly you know like yeah they're women like i'm not a big advocate of people getting a position based upon sexual orientation race religion blah 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 but if a person is skilled and they have the credentials to back it up like doris burke does sarah kustak or whatever women uh woman that's come across and who cares let them let them go and do it. open your mind a little bit right completely agree and i, I like 
like I said, I I thought she was pretty good. She seems very knowledgeable. And she even, it was funny because it took me a while to realize she doesn't do any Saturday games during football season because she's a college football announcer too. It's badass. I didn't even know that, but that's really cool. And that, like, I was actually kind of sad when Becky Hammond took a WNBA job. I thought it was cool too because it is the fran- the franchise has her number retired and she gets to come back and coach that franchise. But I was sad because I was hoping that she became the first women's the the first woman to coach an NBA team. And even according to Bovada, they do have you can bet whether she will become an NBA coach in 2022. Right now the odds for yes are plus 1000, no is minus 5000. But I mean People probably would send her crazy messages if she ever became an NBA head coach just because she's a woman. And I'm like, Becky Hammond is probably one of the highest IQ basketball people we have. Period. Right. People just got to get along, man. Yeah. Who cares if she's a woman? If she's great, then honestly, I'd rather look at women anyways. I watched Sunday night or Sunday pregame things, and I see all these beautiful women. I'm like, when I was growing up, there was these old fat guys reporting on the sideline. I'd rather look at chicks all day. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, can I say chicks? Charles Barkley? <laughs> can I say chicks? Uh, I guess I don't know. Um, I mean, I love. Anyway. I, I hands down, women are fantastic. I watch, you know, watch my wife give birth, and it's just the, the amount of stuff women go through is crazy. So they don't need some scumbag on Twitter. Who's sitting there with his boxing sh- boxer shorts around his ankles, uh, throwing, uh, insulting somebody because just because they're a, a woman? Exactly. That's why I exactly. hate. I hate Twitter. I hate Facebook. I hate it because you got some people are just too stupid to make an opinion. And unfortunately, when you get when you have an outlet to that that exactly show like the world was stupid before but now we have confirmation because people are actually putting their thoughts in writing exactly so when the aliens come by they're just gonna fly past our planet because we're we're fucked yeah and that's the thing too that i always said about like twitter and social media is it gave people the confidence to talk shit and not be held accountable right like because if you did that in person you get hit Right. <laughs> like plain and simple. So right. it's yeah, it's annoying. Um, but anyway, let's we touched we on it real shit, quick. But you want to know something? I'll up whoever I ever said anything bad about, I'll up tell them I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Like if I if I can't say it to your face, then I'm not gonna say it. It's plain and simple. I look so stupid drinking out of this thing, but I'm trying to drink. <laughs> But you're, but you're staying hydrated. That's the important part. I'm trying to drink more water for... Excuse me. <laughs> My body's not used to consuming water. <laughs> so I might be having an allergic reaction. <laughs> um, hey, n- new year, new me kind of thing. That's, that's how it goes. I'm trying. <laughs> it's tough. So we touched on it real quick. Because when you do these holidays and stuff, not to go off on a rant, but my God, Mm. like, do we need to eat all this shit? Oh, we still have Christmas cookies here, and I've still been eating them. And I'm like, we just need to get rid of these because I can't stop eating them. Right. It's like, okay, (laughs) Christmas is over. We're enough. I I don't want any more cookies. Exactly. I don't, want, I don't want a fish. I don't want any of this garbage. I just want a a, a a hamburger. Like I want something that's not like a turkey or a fish or anything. I don't want a Christmas yeah. cookie. I don't want any of that stuff. <laughs> just give me some good like chicken or a burger. Send me up some a... White Castle. Let's let's get this going. Exactly. Exactly. All right, as you were. Um. So yeah, as as we touched on real quick, Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood both got suspended by the Rockets. Uh, Porter like blew up at one of the I forget if it was like an assistant coach or training staff, whatever. And then he drove home like at halftime of a game. Um, Christian Wood, the coach, kept telling him to go in. He refused. So what do you think he is, Antonio Brown? I know, right? <laughs> 
he should have done Antonio, what Antonio Brown does. At least he would have gotten some uh, some media attention. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, there's a difference. There's true. Antonio Brown, and then there's Kevin Porter Jr. One guy could actually do something like that, and you know he's done enough in his career if he wants to. Kevin Porter hasn't done shit. Yeah, at least Antonio Brown at one point was like the best wide receiver in the league, right? Whereas Kevin Porter Jr. still hasn't cracked like the top thirty, <laughs> and not even. Yeah, um, but so do you think Houston is actually going to look to trade them? Because these were two of the people that were supposed to be part of their younger core of the rebuild. I mean. Kevin Porter Jr. was in Cleveland and was shipped out of Cleveland because of attitude issues and everything, the same way that he is right now. Christian Wood, I don't believe I ever heard of him doing this kind of thing before. I don't know if it was like just because he was upset about the whole Kevin Porter Jr. thing or whatever it might have been. But I mean, do you think they get traded? Who do they get traded well, to? Well, Christian Porter or Christian Wood's not in the lineup enough to cause problems. So true. It's kind of hard to, you know, to get thrown out or suspended when you're not when you miss enough games as it is. So very true. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, I think the Rockets finally realized they're like, shit, we wasted all this money on Christian Wood. What the what were we doing? So <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, it's going to be hard to deal that kind of contract, especially for a guy like that. But right. it could be done. And I think if you maybe the Lakers, yeah, I don't think they want <laughs> they don't want that. But if you're gonna if we're gonna make a move, I mean, Eric Gordon still has some value. He's a veteran. He could play. True. You know, if the Sixers got Eric Gordon, that would be fantastic for them. I mean, that's a guy that it satisfies a couple needs. So, yep. So, there hasn't been really any movement with the Ben Simmons thing. And True. if any team were going to make a uh, a strike at at making a uh, a pitch to get Ben Simmons, I think the Rockets are in play. I think the Cavaliers are still in play. I think the the Kings are still in play. So there's, I think those are the top three teams right now, I think are the favorites to, to get something done, but something has to get done. Like right. now, like the way Joel Embiid is, is one slip away from blowing out another knee. And like, if you're, you're that window that, that trust the process window, that's closing. You know, when you open yeah. your window in the spring, it's like at night you just want to like let some cool air in, but you don't want to open because you don't want to freeze <laughs> your balls off like right. that. Like that's the window right now. <laughs> then you wake up with a sore throat the next day. Yep, and then it's like, well, there's a uh, there's all the pollen. It's back. Right. Hey, welcome <laughs> back, spring. They were waiting for you. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I do agree about the the window closing quite fast, but uh. I could see the Kings making some sort of move for Christian Wood. Just Are we because... segueing? No, no, no. I'm just saying like some teams that could be making moves for either one of these people. Uh, but I could see the Kings doing something for Christian Wood just because that's a very Kings thing to do. And they've been looking to get rid of Bagley for a long time. And I mean, Houston's rebuilding anyway. So why not get a guy who still is just as much street clothes, but a much cheaper contract. Yeah, but Bagley, a lot of his, too, is that you just don't like him and they don't want him to play. I don't know what the hell it is. Gentry True. seemed to be, you know, is a little more receptive than Luke Walton was about at least getting him some action. But right. uh, with 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 the guys that they have in Sacramento, uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, May to uh who uh Rashawn Holmes Rashawn Holmes and there was somebody I, I'm drawing a blank but there's there's they need to if they're gonna move them just move them but they, these right. teams okay let's let's stop let's stop sitting around let's let's start making some moves like yeah. enough it's December 
It's way past December. Time to make moves. Exactly. And at this point, it's like you're not going to get any better with the current team you have. So you might as well start exploring some some deals and moves right now. Like, I don't know um, what Philly's waiting for. Do you, they think they're going to get something? I mean, Maury keeps waiting for that all-star type of caliber player. I mean, I, I don't it. really. Because, like, I mean, when you talked about Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. and maybe John Wall for, like, a Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris thing, that almost sounds like the best deal that they could make right now. Especially, I mean, like, as surprising as it is with how little he has played, Christian Wood still is in the top 20, according to Bavada, in the most improved player odds. He's at plus 15,000. I know, like, the odds aren't anything to write home about, but he's still in the top 20. Bavada so Sportsbook, are, they're on point. I use Bavada for NFL prop betting and my projections, so it's, it's good. Like, yeah, they know what they're talking about. So they have they have something behind Christian Wood at least, and with Kevin Porter Jr., he he satisfies a lot of what the Sixers need, especially when you don't have a guy like Ben Simmons there to distribute, to handle the ball, that kind of thing. The only worry is Matisse is really the only defensive player. Well, minus Embiid. Embiid is still a great defensive center, but. The defense right now already looks pretty terrible. So there's still a lot they have to get. Well, you know who can fix that? Oh, uh, I do too. Um, and he's at, but he's, like he's at uh, 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 passages Malibu still trying to not have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> well, he just got engaged, so at least to at who? Least uh, some TV reporter from like England or something. What? Some 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 TV reporter. I don't I don't know who she is. Where does she live? I think she lives like over in London. How the hell is he gonna make that happen? I have no clue. Let's see. TV host Maya Jama Jama Jama. Yeah. I don't know who she is. Pop the question. Yeah, a UK TV host. To she she popped the question. He did. Oh. He apparently bought the the, the ring and everything in Philadelphia. I thought he was broke. I thought he was too. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not that broke because if you if you're buying a ring for somebody who's in TV, it's probably a pretty big ring. How does she look? She look her right. I mean, she's on TV, so she has to look somewhat good. Hmm. Yeah, okay. You don't see TV hiring people like me and you. Boo. We're, <laughs> we're good looking guys. We're good looking guys. I mean, I like to think so. I mean, I got my <laughs> hair cut yesterday. Get the beard trim. Dropped like a couple pounds already. So I got I got the haircut beard trim last week. I, I feel you on that one. So hopefully I'm gonna come on the show one day and be like all like sunken in and you know. <laughs> I mean hopefully not too sunken in. That'd be a little scary. I just want to get rid of the CPAP and then we're good. I got you. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of hard to make the moves on uh, Mrs. Stradamus. Mrs. Stradamus when <laughs> Mrs. Stradamus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, um, I mean. no, I feel you. Uh, so, speaking of sunken in, that there really is no sunken in part there. But Russell Westbrook. Who's sunken in? <laughs> oh, my face. <laughs> Um, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> who said anything about <laughs> uh, Russell Westbrook? He he actually ended a historic streak the other night. A streak of I think it was like a hundred seven. No, more than one hundred seven. It was like one hundred eighty seven games that he went 
with having at least one turnover. His last game was the first game he's had with zero turnovers since 2016 or 2017. And there's been a slew of games that he's had seven or more turnovers so far this year. And when he was asked about it, he said his game is not predicated on making shots, on turning the ball over, and it doesn't matter how many times he turns the ball over. You know, you know what he was really trying to say to what? whoever asked him that? Go fuck yourself. That's what he was saying. <laughs> he pretty much. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> that was like his uh whenever I forget who what they asked him when he was in the locker room and they asked him a question he was like what yeah he's awesome (laughs) i i do love his interviews because he's just straight to the point like he his his post-game interviews remind me of um uh marshawn lynch yeah russ is 10 times better than marshawn i just i just love marshawn lynch's just like don't ask me dumb shit so here, though, here, I'm just going to call it. T- so those same guys who were were bashing a a woman play by play person are the same guys who obviously came up with that. And, it, and it's evident that the fake news media is running wild. Still, they're trying to sensationalize anything that they can sensationalize because Russ is actually averaging less turnovers. This year than he was last year. So what are we what are we doing here? That's that's a very good question. I mean, I know it, it was literally the moment any kind of streak of bad play happens, people have to make a ask a question about it, make a story about it, whatever it may be. This is and, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, you know how I get I get pumped up. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it, it, this turnover story is the equivalent of Omicron. Like they just have to say something about it. Just to, they want to talk about the turmoil in Los Angeles and how things are falling apart and can Russ coexist with LeBron. And, you know, they, they just love it. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like this whole thing is starting because LeBron is playing at an MVP level, his, his stats are crazy. And he's even starting at center in some games. And he's done Westbrook... that before, though. He started at point guard, center. It's you know. Oh yeah, but you know, they, and, and they honestly, have to sensationalize it. Who 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 else is going to play center? True. I mean, Anthony Davis. Oh wait, or he's Dwight hurt Howard. again. Anthony yeah. Davis is hurt again. DeAndre Jordan. They want to throw him out of there. Dwight exactly. Howard is you know he's good for about twelve minutes a game. Yeah. So of course and, he's going to so... play center. You know they wanna they wanna make a story about it because a couple games Westbrook's not playing up to the same Westbrook level for like I mean newsflash Westbrook's not going to be Oklahoma City Westbrook he is older now he's not in the height of his prime anymore like it just seems like there was so many expectations for the Lakers just because of the names of everybody instead of people actually thinking realistically like hey these guys are past their prime. It probably won't work out well if Anthony Davis gets hurt. And who gets hurt a lot? Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis gets hurt. I, I've never seen anything like it. I I, I, I told the, the story the one time how I was looking at the injury report. He had a designation for like a left knee issue. And then by mm-hmm. the time five o'clock rolled around, it was like a right calf. I'm like, what? can you pick something for this guy to be? On, on the injury report about like I've never seen anything <laughs> like it and if he's not he just he loves the injury report he's gonna be listed on it every game oh yeah whenever he plays he falls and then whenever he falls he looks like he's he tore something like his season is over the last time he was on the floor when he, he you know he collapsed in the in the tunnel and, and, and you know, what is going on with this guy right you know and, what I mean? I, and that's the funny thing to me too is when you when you bring up players that get hurt a lot. Obviously, Embiid gets brought up as one of like the 
first or second players. Embiid makes Davis looks makes Embiid look like Cal Ripken. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And and on whenever he's brought up on any kind of national media, it's like, oh, Anthony Davis is just hurt for a little bit. But Embiid, you gotta watch out for Embiid. He might be hurt. Like, guys, have we seen how often Anthony Davis is hurt too? They if if Embiid played half of his first two seasons, they probably have played the same amount of games. Yeah, they love uh some reason i i just don't understand why people just don't see it about anthony davis about right what a what a just great player yeah oh when he's healthy top top seven maybe even higher yeah but he's never healthy so it doesn't matter exactly you can't build a you can't build a franchise around him and now you got you got the old man 37 years old uh playing, you know, 47 minutes a game out of 48 and, and taking every shot. And you want to know something about Russ is guess who's played all 39 games this year, which is the same shit I was saying a couple weeks ago. Russell Westbrook. The guy's never yeah. hurt. So instead Russell of Westbrook focus- is amazing in terms of health. And, and instead of focusing on instead of focusing on how many turnovers he has. Let's focus on how this guy just plays all the time. Exactly. All right. And he still almost has a triple double. His percentage, his field goal percentage has actually gone up a little bit. He could never shoot from three points. So that doesn't really matter. So what are we trying to do here? Exactly. I'll take him. It's like, it's as if when he went to the Lakers, everyone just assumed, oh, he's just going to become better at everything because he's playing with LeBron. No. That's not how things work. <laughs> right. You and, you take a backseat to LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And it's but, like the only reason that all of this is getting blown up even more is A, because it's LA, B, because it's LeBron, and C, because right now, according to Bavada, LA is plus 1,500 to win the championship, which is only good enough for like the seventh highest odds. So people are like, whoa, what's going on? They're not the favorites. They're not this. They're not that. Well, in the beginning of the season, if you listen to everybody saying Anthony Davis is probably going to get hurt, Carmelo Anthony, while he has shown some improvement from his cliff dive after his prime, is not a guy that's going to lead you to a championship as like your third best scorer. And then on top of that, all they did was sign a lot more old guys with like, three younger players. Hey, Kyle Kuzma ain't looking so bad right now, is he? Kyle Kuzma could help them out greatly right now if he was on that Ma- team. Lonzo Ball? Uh, Lonzo Ball ain't looking. Alex Alex Caruso certainly ain't looking so bad and in 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 but they, you know, Horton Tucker, oh, you dogs there. Hey, hey dog. Yeah. <laughs> tell him not to bark this time. We love Oh no, you. he this should be is... good. The door's open. I'm not I he's not locked in the room this time. Yeah, don't bark. <laughs> so um Horton Tucker is playing like dog shit. Yep. Caruso's in Chicago hanging out with Lonzo. They they they're probably like, God, we missed this. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is not there. I mean, they're like, we we told Julius Randall. Julius Randall. I mean, they screwed this whole thing up. Yeah. They, and they want a title in a bubble. So that doesn't exactly. count. Exactly. With with my with the Miami Heat making the finals, right? Because because they were the team that should have made the finals. Yeah, okay. And and the only thing I'll give the Lakers is I do like the way Malik Monk has been playing. I thought Malik Monk should have been signed by a, a number of teams. I mean, but... of course he has to play well. There's nobody else on that team who's going to do anything outside of LeBron and Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, that's a very good point. <laughs> hey, Avery and speaking... Bradley. Speaking of LeBron, I wanted to say real quick, it's kind of sad that at this point of this season, he's been celebrating in the faces of and talking trash to some of the worst teams in the league. From from the Atlantic Files Instagram account, when he was going back and forth talking trash with, I think it was Kevin Porter Jr., everyone was going crazy about how they're going back and forth talking trash. I, what I commented was, it's gotten to the point where it's gotten exciting for LeBron to talk trash to the worst team in the league. 
He's not talking trash to Embiid. He's not talking trash to Kevin Durant. He's not talking trash to Steph Curry. He's scared to death of Westbrook. Yeah. Like, if you see, whenever anybody says anything bad about Westbrook and they ask LeBron, LeBron's like, oh, he's cool. I got no problem with him. Of course he do. LeBron ain't going to, uh, Westbrook ain't putting up with that shit. Right. But, but it's like, LeBron is, is doing all this, like, were you like in the finals against the Golden State Warriors when he was with Cleveland? He did that when he blocked Andre Iguodala and blocked Steph Curry and whatever, and he would like give them the mean mug face and celebrate against them. Normally during the regular season, he wasn't doing that to the bad teams. The bad teams, he was just all business. Hey, let me get my let me get my twenty five five and five game over. Go about my business. Now he's getting in their faces. He's dunking and he's talking trash to these young guys that are only winning 10 games. Like this is what it has come to now. Like now you have to talk trash to these teams that don't matter because your team is much more trash than you thought it was. Yeah. Congratulations, LeBron. You beat, you beat Houston, Portland, Minnesota, and Sacramento. The, and you exactly you, the teams won the last four to five. Well, they lost to Memphis during that span. Yeah, congratulations. You're you're Lakers shit hot. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm like. That and people are like, yeah, LeBron's doing this. He's putting up MVP type of numbers because he has to. I don't. When LeBron got that team together, he was hoping that he didn't have to put up MVP numbers until the playoffs. So here's my thing with LeBron. All right. Whenever anybody says this, LeBron's the best of all time, blah, blah, blah. No, he's not. He's not the best player of all time. Not even close. He's not better than Kobe. He's not better than Michael Jordan, certainly. Not better than Shaq. He's not better than... So whenever the guy loses, he's the first one in the tunnel, the first one hanging his head, the first. he's the first guy to bitch about things on the floor. He's the first guy to – he had a fan ejected for for getting – Calling for, him names. Calling him names. I mean, you pay good money for those seats. If you, if you want to call him a piece of shit, you're going to call him a piece of shit. Like, you have that right. You are, There's certain phrases that I won't get into that you probably can't call somebody. But yeah. if if that was the case, then, yeah, they get thrown out. But if you just say, hey, LeBron, you suck, which they wouldn't be wrong by saying that, and he just throws a fit, <laughs> which – is not uncommon for him, then yeah. I mean, but LeBron is a baby. If you think of, I, I, w- I went nuts a couple months ago. I think I remember texting you guys about uh, LeBron was bitching about COVID protocols, about how he yeah. had to, uh, he had to go get tested and he had to pull his kid from school and they had to get tested and it was an inconvenience and he wasn't even positive after all and he had to quarantine and it was like um, isolation and mental torture and blah 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 i'm like listen asshole there's inmates in prison that spend 23 out of 24 hours locked in and you're 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 bitching because you're too good to take a covid test and you're too good to to you know play it safe and maybe get a couple more testing so that you can actually safely come back to the floor. Let me tell this case. His family is not the only family that has been impacted by the COVID pandemic. There's been a lot of people who've lost jobs. There's been a lot of people who can't go to school. And this guy who's a millionaire on his way to a billionaire is going to sit up there. He's going to bitch about protocols. Give me a break. And not just that, but bitch about being isolated and quarantined in a giant mansion where you probably can do anything you want. Right, where people probably got a that, roller coaster in there. Yeah, exactly. Where normal people are getting quarantined in like studio apartments or like one bedroom apartments, where like right. they literally only have the box that they're in. Right. Like, come on. And he's literally sitting up there going, "I don't, you know, they're they're they made me." they made me isolate and I had to take a test and they, they told me I had to get on a flight and go home or so. And he's making such a big deal about it. Like asshole, do you know what's been going on for the past year and a half? Right. 
You know, what about and, all what about all the medical professionals going to the hospital every damn day having to get tested and some can't even see their kids in in, you know, in a fright that they might give their kids covid and stuff like that. Right. But you want a bitch that you had to take one test and be quarantined in your mansion. Right. Oh, sorry. What about the people who died and they didn't get to they didn't get to be surrounded by their family? Exactly. And you're going to bitch about going to isolate back. That's why he's he's a eh. Like Carl Anthony Towns lost half his family. Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, he lost his mother. He lost like two aunts, a cousin, and something else. He got COVID. It's like, I mean, if anybody's going to bitch, it's going to be that guy. But what does that guy do? He he comes on and he says, you know, get your COVID. Like, if anybody's justified to do that shit, it's him. LeBron's mm-hmm. the guy who's like, I'm not going to comment on whether uh, I don't want to be the voice for African-Americans about vaccination and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, at the African-American community is is some of the lowest vaccinated community that, that there is. So if anybody, if, if you're for vaccination, if you're trying to sway anybody, if you want to be compared to some of the greatest ever you need to step it up man and you need to be a leader because right. yeah you're in you're the first one to comment on on something when somebody tells you to shut the hell up and dribble but then when anybody you, you have no problem speaking your mind then but when you, you could actually do something useful you're nowhere to be found and then you're yeah. the first one to bitch and complain about everything it's always pick and choose because it was the same thing when he was asked about china too so oh, he won't touch China because you know a guy he'll he'll lose a shit ton of money if you, if you exactly. say yeah he's a he's a hypocrite yeah completely agree so let's let's get into the last topic I can't breathe <laughs> Knicks fans are turning on RJ Barrett there was a video where a guy was like yo RJ you're minus twenty nine in terms of plus minus and RJ was like oh but you paid to come here and watch me right. No, they didn't so, come here to watch you, RJ. They came here to watch their team. Exactly. They came to watch their team hopefully win. <laughs> and not only that, but like, I mean, Knicks fans have a right to be a little upset. Right now on Bavada, there's a bet to see where Kemba's going to go after the trade deadline. The Knicks are the favorite at minus 175, but the Rockets are on there. Nuggets are on there. Clippers are on there. Like, that was a guy that they brought in and they were hoping was going to be a big time addition and not only that but Kemba hasn't been hasn't lived up to the hype and the hopes RJ Barrett hasn't exactly grown to what they expected him to be uh Julius Randle will play well three games and then disappear for eight and then uh you signed Evan Fournier for god knows what reason we all of us have agreed that that was just a terrible signing in the first place because he's bad um but so what like yeah we got shit on for saying that though true i think mike was the only one who liked him <laughs> that's not a surprise but for one julius <laughs> randall can play like like crap every once in a while because he he actually could play well and he has played well what has rj barrett done for anybody that's a good question Kemba walker is did more in third grade on his on his basketball, his basketball team in third grade than RJ Barrett has done in his entire life. Kemba Walker's just old, older and injury prone. That's not his fault. He was never expected, anyways, to come in and and lead the team to a championship. They're like, okay, we're going to sign him. We're going to pay eight million dollars. We're going to get him in and come and do some things. Uh, Julius Randle can't do anything on his own, so it's it's hard. It's easy to to plan defensively when you only got one guy who's actually able to do something. R.J. Barrett's not a threat at all. He's not consistent. Nobody gives a shit whether he's playing or not. Evan Fournier's just like, okay, I'm around. You know what I mean? So Derek Rose is hurt, and the Knicks are just trash. Noel and and uh, Mitchell Robinson can't stay healthy. The 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 whole team is just it's it sucks. They they and and I and I want the Knicks to do well, but they 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 suck. Yep. They're just crumbling. They're literally just crumbling. And, and R.J. Barrett would be the first place I would start. Trade his. I'd be like, can we just get Colin Sexton for him, please? 
Oh, they should have made that deal a long time ago. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because at the beginning of the season when the Knicks, you know, had their good first four or five games, R.J. Barrett was talking about how he wanted to be a make an all defensive team or be up for defensive player of the year. And uh, some guys were shooting well and, and RJ Barrett would show flashes of being finally being able to like make a good percentage of shots over 40%. And then all of a sudden that all went away. I mean, the defense isn't even that good anymore. The, the, and then the offense is just completely stagnant because nobody can make a damn shot. So he had he had thirty two points last night, or we don't we don't want to tell anybody what day we're doing this on. So we're live, but uh, he <laughs> oh, he had thirty <laughs> he had thirty two points against the Pacers, but Randall wasn't playing. Nobody was playing, so I'd hope he he score. But uh, there were a couple games where he had eight points one game, nine points the other game. I mean, he had four points. I mean, you don't do that shit, right? I got to say that Duke duo has been very disappointing in general. I mean, Zion, we still don't even know when the hell he's even going to play. He weighs more than I do now. <laughs> he, he's been the, when he showed up in a sweatsuit for pregame warmups, he looked like a bowling ball. <laughs> but that was like our, me in third grade. I have to wear sweatpants everywhere. <laughs> but it's like rj barrett was already being looked at as like the second fiddle to zion uh mike was the one actually saying that he thinks rj barrett was going to be the best one out of that draft and again he was wrong just like he always is <laughs> exactly um so i think it's fair that Knicks fans are starting to boo RJ, I mean, that's coming from a Philly fan who boos players when they're doing terribly. Right. But at that point, hey, if you're RJ and you want to shut them up, play well. Right. That's it. And that, and that ain't <laughs> happening. Exactly. So they're not going to shut up, especially in New York. Like, come on. Knicks fans are just as crazy as any other fan in the league. Like you, you, you kind of feel bad for Knicks fans because they get their owners garbage. Exactly. I mean, you throw out Charles Oakley, you got a crappy band, and you miss draft night to play for with your band. Your your teams just suck all the time. The Knicks haven't been good since when John Starks was playing, Patrick Probably. Ewing. Like that, that, that's the last note noteworthy Knicks team that I could think of. So. Because even even those uh, Carmelo Anthony Knicks teams, they were they were good enough to get like you know second round Eastern Conference Finals, but nobody actually thought they were doing anything in terms of winning a championship. Yeah, you're like okay, like Marcus Camby, like that's like can we get back to those days, like with the Knicks, like please, like Knicks fans deserve that. Oh yeah. I mean, the Knicks fans have had to deal with a lot of crap. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and so, like, even from somebody that put up with, like, the whole process of winning, like, 10 games in a season, I know that they've been through a lot of crap just as much as anybody. Right. So they deserve at least a competitive playoff team, consistent competitive playoff team. Right. At least that. And they ain't getting that right now. No. Nah. They probably though. won't for a while. No. <laughs> but I think that's it for us, unless you have anything else to get off your chest. No, I think I did enough bitching and complaining. <laughs> so did I. Like, I started <laughs> off good, and then I just, you know. We hit those those hot-button topics that we both just had to go off. I know. <laughs> I hate, I hate. You know, I just wanted to be like, have a nice, relaxing night, not get annoyed. Nope. It's not possible anymore. No. <laughs> it's Yeah, so. At least you didn't have Mike annoying you, though. Yeah, I would have I had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> but that is it for us. Thank you, everybody. For I am starting to get to... sniffly, though, so I don't know if my, my voice, I don't know. This might be the beginning of Omicron for me. 
I hope not. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> Just keep hydrating. <laughs> well, we got our uh, hydro flask, so if you yeah. know, there we go. And and I and we don't if if you don't even want to sponsor us, just send us some, some more jugs. I'm cool with that. I am always down for a free hydro flask or two. And 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 I'm honestly we're not getting paid for this. So we wish we were, but I'm not even bullshitting you when I tell you I put ice in that thing at like seven in the morning, and mm-hmm. they're still icing it at five o'clock at night. Oh yeah, no, like, those things are amazing. Like this is ice. You can hear ice in it. I put ice in it at seven o'clock this morning. And it's 9.45 at night, and which is insane. And it still, there's ice in there. Yeah. No, those things are amazing. I mean, those, I, I have a bunch of Yetis, too. Yetis do the then, same exact thing. I know, but the Yetis aren't the same. Well, no, not not in terms of, like, water. Because, like, they're, they have that, like, just regular lid that has, like, the little sliding thing. But, like, coffee-wise in a Yeti, my coffee... When I if I went to the office, I would fill my coffee up like at 7 a.m. And that thing wouldn't even get like lukewarm until 1 p.m. I, I I do. They do stay very hot. I do. I do get a little weirded out because you hear these stories about uh, mold growth. Oh, so. Yeah. So if you're cleaning your Yeti, folks, you gotta you gotta take that magnet strip off the top. Use a little baking soda, vinegar, let it soak. You'd be good. Yep. The wise words of Dennis Shadamas. That's right. <laughs> but that is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to and watching another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast and the number one division in the NBA. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like down below, drop us a comment, and that we are everywhere you get your podcast. So make sure you rate, subscribe, everything on there as well. That helps us out greatly. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you check out the Underdog Sports Podcast Network, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>